Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. The final dynamite before AEW's Wrestle Dream just took place. We got a four-way match. We got a three-way match. But the most interesting thing about this show was really not any of the matches. And we're going to be going all over that. We're also going to be doing some news here really briefly. What's up, folks? Welcome back, everyone, to Snug Wrestling, episode 60. With me, your host, my name is Edgar Avila. We're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite from September 20. But before we get into that, please remember everyone hit me up at Snug Wrestling on my social media accounts. If you do, a lot of great things will happen in your life. So let's get into it. Let's do the news. Tony Khan, he did a media call with the wrestling dart sheets and Tony Khan talked about a lot of interesting things the media call was mostly supposed to be focusing on the pay-per-view that's going down this weekend on Sunday in Seattle AEW Wrestle Dream but some of the people in attendance did take the opportunity and took advantage and tried to ask some questions that weren't really related to Wrestle Dream which was pretty funny because at the beginning of the media call the person that runs the call lays down the rules and one of the rules is try to keep the questions focused on the wrestle dream event and even though most of the questions were focused on wrestle dream event the very first question that was asked was about jade cargill and for those of you that don't know or live under a rock or don't listen to snug wrestling podcast jade cargill left AEW recently and joined the wwe and if you don't listen to snug wrestling then what are you doing with your life and tony khan surprisingly kept this answer pretty fucking short most of the questions Questions that are asked when Tony Khan answers them, Tony Khan has a dissertation for every single question where he just goes on and on and on and on to the point where as I'm listening, I almost forget what the question was originally. Like, wait, what are we talking about again? Because Tony Khan just has a lot of thoughts and he puts in a lot of effort in these questions. But when it came to answering a question about Jade Cargill, Tony Khan was really short about that, which to me translates to Tony Khan is is a little butthurt. I have nothing good things to say about Jade Cargill and the door is always open and she's always welcome to come back. And that was it. And for Tony Khan, for those of you that know, that is really rare. Tony Khan was also asked about the rumors that have been going around about Tony Khan and AEW buying New Japan Pro Wrestling. And even though Tony Khan did not deny those rumors, he did say that he's not sure where people got those rumors and he didn't want to debunk those rumors because he 
he wants more and more people to buy the Wrestle Dream pay-per-view. Now, I don't know if the rumors of Tony Khan buying New Japan is going to make people want to buy the Wrestle Dream event even more. I'm pretty sure that has to do with the matches and the booking and what's actually going down in the show. But Tony Khan says, I'm not going to deny those rumors because I want people to talk about Wrestle Dream. One of the other questions I was asked during this media phone call was about Adam Cole and his injury. Tony Khan did not speak too much about this injury because Adam Cole was scheduled to give everyone an update on today's episode of AEW Dynamite. So we'll be going over that as well later on. And surprisingly, nobody asked about John Moxley. Have we heard anything about John Moxley? Does anyone care about John Moxley? I thought for sure, especially after someone asked about Adam Cole, I thought someone was going to ask about John Moxley, but no one did. Sorry, Moxley. But hope you're doing okay. Get well soon because I know a lot of people are going to miss John Moxley on AEW. Me, not so much. A lot of interesting stuff was said here on this dissertation by Tony Khan. I mean, media call by Tony Khan. If you haven't heard it just yet, I would recommend doing so because these things are really entertaining. Any interview with Tony Khan is just entertaining to me because it's just hilarious how Tony Khan just goes off topic as much as he does. And I challenge you to listen to one of these and try to remember while Tony Khan is answering the question, try to remember what the question actually is. I bet you you can't do it because it is impossible. That's it. That's all I had for news for today. Let's get into AEW Dynamite September 27th. And I'm just going to start it off like this, right off the bat. This show that we just got done watching was kind of disappointing. Actually, no, that's me putting it lightly. It was very, very disappointing. I hate to break it to y'all, but I'm just going to be honest, and I'm just going to tell you how I really feel. Because I know how much people love AEW, and they'll defend AEW with their entire life, but this show was so terrible. So before you say anything, and before you start sending me hater mail, hear me out. The match with Ray Phoenix and Jeff Jarrett. It was a jump start. All of Ray Phoenix matches, all of them, they start with a jump start. Ray Phoenix starts fighting versus every single person. It doesn't matter who it is. Before the person gets in the ring, before the bell rings, they just start fighting everywhere outside of the ring. So Ray Phoenix, he takes out Jeff Jarrett. He takes out Jay Lethal. He takes out the, the big guy, the, the, the guy, the seven foot guy, uh, Satnam Singh, I believe his name. He, he takes out the manager with the pencil and I'm terrible with names I'm sorry but you guys know who I'm talking about and this is for the international championship I like Jeff Jarrett he's a great veteran great wrestler I'm not exactly sure why he's getting a title shot here but I'm pretty sure it was a title shot and from the beginning this match was just chaos even Aubrey Edwards she ended up bumping uh Jeff Jarrett's wife uh fuck I can't remember her name either but Aubrey Edwards gets a little physical there outside of the ring with them Ray Phoenix ended up winning this match Jeff Jarrett does a job for the new international champion Ray Phoenix I don't really understand a lot of things that are going on here and no matter how much I try to enjoy the match and try to find something that I like about it if it's like the wrestling or the moves it's just it's hard to get into because there's no point to this there's no reason to have this 
So that was the opening match. We get a video package for Adam Cole and MJF. And Adam Cole is in crutches. MJF and Adam Cole, they're fishing on a boat. They're drinking. They're having some brewskis. And MJF asks Adam Cole, why weren't you in the ring with me last week when my match first started versus Samoa Joe? And then MJF says, hold on, let me get you another brewski. MJF goes into the cooler, pulls out the diamond ring, and there's a tease again that MJF is going to turn on Adam Cole. So we're back to that again. We don't really know where MJF stands here. It hasn't really been cleared. Is MJF a heel or is he a babyface? I thought MJF was doing the babyface role, but he's still saying things like, you know, I'm the scumbag and I'm your scumbag and the devil. And I always pictured MJF's babyface turn to be something else. So with MJF teasing this turn on Adam cool i don't think mjf is all the way there as a baby faces even though the crowd is cheering for mjf and they love mjf mjf still does heelish things and this is one of them dom Callis has an in-ring interview and dom Callis, he's got a lot of heat he's got that uh that dominic mysterio heat now maybe not as loud i think dom's still getting a lot more louder booze than dom Callis, but dom Callis is up there he's getting close and dom Callis confirms that Sammy Guevara is the newest member of the Callis family and then they show a video package of Don Callis and Takeshka in Japan and they show up to beat up on Kota Ibushi and this is very very similar to the same thing that they did with Swerve and Nick Wayne where Swerve and AR Fox showed up to Nick Wayne's house or his training facility and they beat up on Nick Wayne this was the same exact thing except they went all the way to Japan went to Kota Ibushi's training facility and just laid him out Sammy Guevara, he gets a lot of heat also. I mean, the people are giving him fuck you chance, fuck you Sammy chance. And Sammy Guevara before this, he was already a heel when he was in the JAS. Then there was some teasing of Sammy Guevara turning babyface because he was going to turn on Chris Jericho. But somehow Chris Jericho ended up turning babyface at some point, I think before his match versus Will Ospreay. And then Sammy Guevara, turn on Jericho and then Sammy Guevara turned heel on Jericho so Sammy Guevara turned heel from already being a heel but either way Sammy Guevara is getting a lot more heat now than he did before because he's aligned himself with Don Callis and I like Takeshka and I like how Takeshka is lined up with Don Callis but even just explaining all of this is really fucking confusing and just trying to make sense of everything it's it's getting kind of kind of ridiculous at this point and then we get Ricky Starks and Wheeler Yuta in a backstage segment and they have an argument backstage and they get a pay-per-view match at Wrestle Dream just like that I mean last week I think they had a little confrontation after the match with Ricky Starks and Danielson but we didn't really get to see what happened after that I think they just shoved each other a little bit they meet up backstage they have one argument and boom they get a pay-per-view match and that's the thing about this Wrestle Dream dream event a lot of these matches they're just put together like that and that's also one of the things too that i forgot to mention in the news segment that tony khan said well a lot of people say that aew they don't really have storytelling but i feel like we have some of the best storytelling in wrestling and i'm like 
where from where how like this you call this storytelling they have a little confrontation after a match on saturday which was a couple days ago they have an argument backstage and that justifies having a match at a pay-per-view event i don't even know if you can even call that storytelling but we're gonna get ricky starks versus wheeler yuda at wrestle dream then we have a three-way match nick jackson versus brian cage versus claudio this is a three-way match and i don't know why or what the hell is even going on here but nick jackson defeated claudio and brian cage i was definitely expecting claudio to win this match one of the reasons is claudio just came back from losing to eddie kingston so i didn't think claudio was gonna go back to back losing two matches in a row like this but claudio was not the one that got pinned it was brian cage and then later on i found out that this was a number one contenders match for the international championship and next week on dynamite the anniversary of dynamite we're gonna be getting nick jackson versus ray fucking phoenix and because the way that ray phoenix won this championship due to john moxley's injury and this was an audible that was called during this match i'm wondering if they're gonna take the belt off of phoenix i would not be surprised if nick jackson ends up taking the championship from phoenix next week because i don't think ray phoenix was even supposed to be the international champion at this point the righteous they have a video package on dynamite now we saw this video package at collision and for those of you that heard my last episode you guys know my thoughts about the righteous and i still don't dig what you're saying man okay and we finally get to see mjf and adam cole and this is finally starting to pick up for me right here because usually the mjf segments the adam cole segments these have been the best part of the shows the highlights of the shows the parts that i really enjoy it's the top of the hour so i'm like okay here we go and adam cole comes out and he's in crutches and he's all banged up he's wearing a a boot or like a a brace for his leg and he really fucked himself up last week these guys haven't learned anything from cm punk like (laughs) cm punk injured himself a while back by doing a crowd dive wasn't even in a match and now adam cole and i'm just like man this is just such bad luck for these guys they're top guys they're top talent like i don't know maybe be a little bit more careful like you guys are the main event stars you guys should be really protecting yourselves i don't know i I know shit happens it's it's an accident but all these things could could be avoided i think so adam cole he has a broken ankle torn ligaments all kinds of shit and adam cole needs surgery which fucking sucks because their match is coming up this sunday and i was starting to think this is a work right because their match hasn't been called off they're still set to face the righteous at wrestle dream they being mjf and adam cole but adam cole is telling us i need to have surgery so that's not gonna be an overnight thing adam cole he's gonna have to take a few months off because surgery you don't recover from that in what three four days we got wednesday until sunday for the pay-per-view there's no way adam cole is gonna wrestle on sunday so i'm like what the fuck is going on here what are they gonna do this shit is crazy and adam cole says we're gonna have to relinquish 
relinquished the titles and I'm like, oh, fuck, no fucking way. And MJF says, no, 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 bro, Chacho, we're not going to be doing that. Not today. And MJF says he's going to defend the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions in a handicap match. He's going to take on both of the Righteous members on Sunday, two versus one, MJF versus the Righteous. Dope. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. Roderick Strong comes out and oh man, I, I got to do the voice again. Hold on. <clears throat> Adam. Adam. And Roderick Strong tells Adam Cole, I need you, buddy. I need you right now. Come on, let's go. Come with me. Hold my hand. And Adam Cole is just standing there in the middle, like, or sitting there, I should say, because Adam Cole is sitting in the chair in the middle of the ring because his ankle's fucking broken. And he's kind of in between these two and he doesn't really know what to do. And MJF says, Look, bro, it's all good, man. I know that's your boy. So go handle your stuff and I will be here when you get back. And I'm just like, Oh, that's fucking sweet isn't it so much love going on here in this love triangle man it's almost kind of sickening and excalibur actually brought up a good point and this was hella funny because excalibur says does roddy get admitted to every hospital in every city that we go to because roderick strong came out in a wheelchair wearing his hospital overalls that they give the patients whenever they're in the hospital and roderick strong he's always in the hospital oh and he got a custom-made wheelchair too that said hot roddy next strong so Roderick Strong, he's out there spreading neck health awareness still. But it doesn't end there because Jay White comes out. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay. Let's see what's going on here. What uh, What's going on? And the AEW fans, they love to chant stuff at, at these wrestling shows. It's ridiculous. Like, they were chanting simp. They even got a weed chant in there. And they got a tofu chant in there. And they got a bullshit chant. So not only do the AEW fans love to chant but they love to curse on national TV and MJF and Jay White they, they had a pretty good promo battle and MJF pretty much told Jay White listen dude you are not on my level guy take your ass back to Japan now that's not a racial thing because Jay White used to wrestle in Japan and he's Australian I believe so don't get the wrong idea and Jay White comes back and he fires up on MJF too and Jay White's promo was actually pretty good as well but basically Basically, Jay White said, hey, I'm actually pretty cool, man, and I want to be the champion, so hopefully, if we're lucky enough, we will get to see Jay White versus MJF because as much as MJF likes to claim that Jay White is not on his level, I think it's safe to say that right about now, Jay White, if he's not on MJF's level, he's pretty fucking close because as of late, Jay White has had some amazing matches, singles matches, tag team matches, the bang bang gang has been getting over they've been running aw collision even when punk was there and now that punk is gone they're still running aw collision they being jay and juice robinson the bang bang gang the bullet club gold they've been doing some great things so yeah put jay white up there with mjf fuck that let's let's see it i want to see that but what a fucking segment this was at the top of the hour all bunch of stuff went down adam cole and mjf we got that figured all out we we know what's gonna happen at wrestle dream that's probably the only match that i'm looking forward to honestly because it's mjf no adam cole but it's okay he'll probably still be out there ringside we got to see project strong and his goofy gimmick 
gimmick. And we also got a tease of MJF's next feud for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And then we get a sit-down interview with JR, Christian, and Darby Allen. And I'm like, bet, let's keep this momentum going. And it did because JR, man, he puts on some great interviews. And Christian, he puts on some great promos. And Darby, he's not too bad himself. And there's no physicality here between these two until Sunday. Decision made by AEW and Tony Khan. Great interview. Christian said the reason why he picked this stipulation is a two out of three falls match at Wrestle Dream. It's because Darby Allen is known to use chairs, weapons, his own body as a weapon, and just be just really crazy every time Darby Allen goes out there and he gets in the ring. As we all know how Darby Allen is, he's kind of a maniac. And that's the reason Christian Cage selected this two out of three falls match because I want to see you wrestle because I know you can't out wrestle me. So I'm going to put you in this two out of three falls and I'm going to make you wrestle. So none of that crazy shit that Darby Allen is used to doing, not in this match. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. I, I take it back. I said MJF was the only match I was looking forward to. This is another match that I'm looking forward to. So two matches so far that I'm looking forward to at Wrestle Dream out of all of these matches. There's going to be like 30 matches on this card, but so far only two matches. Christian versus Darby Allen is going to be one of them. Two out of three falls, and it should be really good. And we have a four-way match. Orange Cassidy versus Penta versus Matt Jackson versus the Gun Boys. This match was a nice dance-off, I guess. Uh, there's uh, some nice choreography going on here. Everyone did their uh, their cute little gimmicks. You know, Penta did the Cero Miedo. One of the Gun Boys, they were throwing up their guns in the air, and Orange Cassidy did his pockets thing, and it looked like everyone was having a great time. Yeah, who, who cares who wins as long as everyone has fun? That's, that's what this match was, uh, but Orange Cassidy ended up winning, and this was a preview for the four-way tag match at Wrestle Dream that was just announced today, and that's going to be a number one contenders match for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. So Orange Cassidy and Hook are in a team now, apparently. Penta and Phoenix, the Young Bucks, and the Gum Boys are going to be facing each other this Sunday. What the fucking do? Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale. Willow's wearing a patch. She was wearing gauze and bandages over her head, covering up her eye. And I'm just going to put two and two together here and just say that I'm guessing Julia Hart must have misted Willow Nightingale either on Rampage or some other show that I don't normally watch. But then the, the bandages, the eyes, they get exposed and Willow Nightingale is wearing a bunch of makeup. I guess telling people that she got misted, but I'm like, I mean, if you got misted, that was days ago. Have you not showered since then? I don't know. But um, Julia Hart ended up winning, as she should, because Julia is going to be facing Chris Stantlander at Wrestle Dream for the TBS Championship. Good for Julia Hart. Julia Hart has uh, come a long way ever since she joined the House of Black, and Julia Hart has been getting over a lot over there in AEW Collision, so I think uh, this match that Julia Hart is going to be having at Wrestle Dream is well-deserved. And I'm going to say match number three. Match number three that I'm going to be looking forward to for Wrestle Dream. And the main event was not a match. It was a contract signing. And it's Swerve and Hangman Adam Page. No Prince Nana. I was hoping that we get to see Prince Nana do his little dance because that makes me really happy every time I see that. But we didn't get to see that. What we did get to see was a long promo 
here. Basically, from what I got from all this is Swerve wants a match with Hangman Adam Page because Swerve is jealous of Hangman and wants to be in Hangman's position. Swerve accuses Hangman of having all of these opportunities handed to him in a silver platter. That's fine and everything, but Swerve, why do you want to be in Hangman's position? What has Hangman done in the past few months that makes you want to say, hmm, I wish I was Hangman Adam Page. I can't think of not a one. And at least this match got a little bit more build up than some of the other matches because Swerve and Hangman, they actually had some back and forth on these uh, dynamites for the past couple weeks. Hangman wrestled Brian Cage, who's uh, you know part of Swerve's faction. Uh, Hangman and Swerve, they had a couple promos here and there, which is a lot more than what I can say for most of these matches that are going to be taking place at Wrestle Dream. I mean, I really like Swerve Strickland. I'm a big fan of his. I think he has a lot of potential, but I don't think that Swerve is going to be able to pull this off because it is Hangman, because it's one of the elite boys. I would not be surprised if Hangman goes over here, but Swerve does have home field advantage and he was sure to tell Hangman, hey, it rains a lot over there in Seattle, so watch out. And then the camera feed changes and they go backstage to a bunch of random guys and black suits black outfits covered from head to toe are beating up on someone and i'm like hmm i wonder what baby face is getting his ass kicked but it wasn't actually a baby face it was jay white and then we see someone wearing the mjf mask now could that be mjf i don't think so no face no case innocent until proven guilty but maybe it is mjf that was aw dynamite i mean fuck for the aw before wrestling dream i don't know man i mean i really enjoyed the segment with mjf obviously because who doesn't the interview with christian cage was really good but none of the matches here were not one bit of interesting whatsoever and that's really unfortunate cold after cold match every single one of them on this episode of dynamite i don't know how did you guys feel about it let me know at snug wrestling remember please be sure to hit me up on all my social medias that's it for me today. No episode coming out on Friday because I'm going to be at SmackDown. Saturday, we're going to be at the Lodi Comic Con, chilling with Kurt Angle. I will talk to you guys soon, hopefully as soon as I can. I'm not exactly sure when. I'll try to uh, post some stuff here and there. But until then, I will talk to you soon.